Welcome to First Issue Club, the podcast, the comic book podcast that reviews, reads, and enjoys looking at First Issue Comics each and every week. We are here to be with you reading these comics, and we're so glad that you joined us in the club today. We have Mike D. Hey. Greg. Welcome to the Comic Zone. And Budget King, it's me. This you guys like my new catchphrase? Oh, yes. I just tried it out. It's something say, new I'm trying. Say it again. Welcome to the comic zone. <laughs> it's it, it kind of gets me in the moment. I think it kind of like separates us from every other podcast. Like I don't do you know any other podcast that has like a catchphrase like no, that? No, yeah. I think it's I've trademarked it already. We've we've become an LLC, so I think it's important that we trademark these things so we can't get ripped off in the future. Okay. We hit one more time. Welcome to the comic zone. <laughs> I think if our podcast was called the comic zone. <laughs> It would catch on a little more. Well, no, this is kind of like a layered thing. It's like you know, like a, a a marketing onion. Like obviously, you're here in First Issue Club, the podcast. You're here to talk about comic books. People, but we're in a specific zone in our podcast. People now universally called the comic know book what zone. yeah they know what zones are. Yeah, it's like time zones. Like yeah, you're in America, but you're or specifically friend, in the friend central. zones. Yeah, comic zone. Yeah, yeah. So like this is the part where we talk about cool comic zone stuff. Yeah, we're in the zone. So if you people know when you're in the zone. Yeah, yeah. Get in the zone. Get the comic zone. You were saying? <laughs> uh, this week we are covering Cyberpunk 2077 on Dark Horse. I yeah. honestly thought it was Cyberpunk 2099. It should be 2099. <laughs> and then we are covering Ultraman on Marvel. Two fun comic books, so stick around for that. But before that, we're talking about some news and shit. Did you guys see that DC made a big announcement about them attempting to be more diverse? I hadn't. Well, they're going to do it, and they said it's a long road. They're going to try their best. And one effort that they did, I got a little insider tip from a person that works, actually, a new Patreon member. I was only going to mention his name if he became a Patreon member. Yeah, so so if you have hot scoops (laughs) but want to be referred to by name, you got to join the Patreon. Yep. Sorry. if you're already helping us out. Pay to play. (laughs) Um, Tyler Young gave us this scoop. Uh, Chris Cooper from the fame of... I wouldn't call it fame. It's now an infamous clip. In, in fame. Yes. Yes. In, infamous clip of him being a bird watcher in Central Park and a uh, white woman with a dog. Tries, a white dog. A white oh, dog, yeah. too. White dog, white woman tries to call cops on him to get him murdered or uh, hurt or maimed um, for just being a bird watcher. And then everybody found out, yo, Chris Cooper... He's cool. He writes comics, and he was just minding his own business being a bird watcher. Don't be racist. Well, DC brought him back to write some comic books, so much so that he left his job in corporate America at a pharmaceutical firm to be full-time comic book guy. No, that's awesome. So now he's living our literal dreams. He did it. He did it by just being a genuinely good guy. And a great writer. And a great writer. He wrote. I think he released a comic book this week called It's a Bird which is his story in uh, Central Park. Cheeky title. Yeah. Referencing? Uh, Spider-Man. Incorrect. Uh, it's a bird. Um, You're in the comic book zone. Hawk, uh, sorry, Hawkman. <laughs> Close. You're getting there. I don't know. It's super hard. 
Ooh, okay, I, I'll give it to you for that one. <laughs> you snuck it in there. <laughs> um, you guys watching The Boys at all? I haven't seen a single episode of it. I've seen season one, and it blew my mind. It, it is so good, so fire hot, and I could I turned on season two and could not stop. I'm so sad that there's not more episodes. I guess there's a new one. Maybe. Well, it's already been approved for another season, obviously, because Amazon Prime loves money. But I we're finishing up the X Files. We're on the last season of the X Files. Caitlin's rule is when we start a TV show, we can't just start <laughs> fifty others. So you can't cheat on your TV show. No, no. And the, let me tell you, if you guys haven't watched the X Files, season eight, which is where Fox Mulder is like s- missing, is a terrible season. It is a long, yeah, long road yeah, to don't get through. Say. Season eight of most anything never really good, right? It's kind of hard. People aren't like, oh, season Well, Game eight. of Thrones proved that. Yeah. And it was the worst. <laughs> Thanks for saying that in a Boston accent. I am really excited. This episode, we are covering Cyberpunk, the comic book, which is a very anticipated, maybe the most anticipated video game of the last five years. You guys, wow, really? Um, I would say so, probably. Yeah. I, I would, because it's the same people who made Witcher 3. Okay, yeah. And um, what other game did they uh, – was it Watch Dogs? I can't remember. People are going to roast me, but They're, I know for sure they made Witcher 3. So they are from – I believe from Poland. If not, you can roast me as well. And they made so much money on Witcher 3 that they They're just, still making money on yeah. Witcher 3. <laughs> they kind of just – If keep, they're not, roast us. Yeah, then roast <laughs> Yeah, because we're in the zone. The comic, comic zone. zone. <laughs> yeah, saying the voice. Oh, sorry. The comic zone. There we go. Okay. And they made so much money that they just got to kick up their feet and just, like, make the best game possible that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, they and, took their time. Yeah. And then Keanu Reeves is uh, was in the announcement of it. Um, people are just going apeshit for this game. You know, some something really cool I heard about this game is that if you buy it for PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, when they release their new consoles, you can, like, upgrade from the price that you paid. Oh. I don't know if it's like an extra 10 bucks or if it's like an equal price, but they're just like letting people move on to the newer copy. Well, it's still super nice. I think it's partially because of when the release hit. Like, it was like it, so close to the cusp. Because I think it comes out in November. Cyberpunk comes out in November, yeah. so then the new consoles are coming out. November, yeah. December. Because yeah. I honestly, I pre-ordered Cyberpunk and then they just announced the new Xboxes and I was like, FML. Yeah, that but would now, piss me off. But now I'm good. And oh, do you know that they have a special just Converse shoe for Cyberpunk? No, <laughs> that's, mm, that's annoying. <laughs> it looks awesome. I don't know that I would wear it, but I like that it's out there. It's confusing to talk about this comic book and this game, just because the title of it is like a genre, s- something more general. Yeah, it is weird that they just like owned the genre, right? And I think that that would be a thing that we were talking about the comic book, which we're not yet, that I would be like, it is my favorite genre, Uh that I would be like, you kind of just took the thing I love, you better do it right. Yeah, right. Instead of just take it because you think it sounds cool. Totally. Um, But you're right. It is is a whole thing. Okay, so it made me realize this thing that I wanted to ask you guys about. I don't play a ton of video games, but when I do, I love to like deep dive in them. Mm -hmm. And this week, uh, Tony Hawk... Two was making a lot of waves mm-hmm. everywhere, and it, there was a lot of memes about like '90s dudes just uh, blowing their wad over Tony Hawk uh-huh. being out. 
<laughs> is this comic book news anymore? It's it's it's, it's nerd rough. adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. What were uh, I'm curious what your guys is like growing up video games were that you got lost in. Tony Hawk was definitely one of them. I've I played the new updated version of this Tony Hawk game and it it is legit. The hype is real. It, oh, you played this new one? Too. Yeah, I played the new one. It's okay. incredible. It's basically every every level and every board and every character plus new ones that you grew up with for Tony Hawk One and Two. I didn't think they would be able to do it. They have done it. It's incredible. Um, but that, you know, Final Fantasy, Jade Cocoon, just stuff like that. Okay. When I had my first adult job, I went back and bought, like, the consoles I never had. And so I never played a lot of video games like that until I was an adult. But I did always have Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So I grew up playing, like, Zelda. Yes. Those were the games that I just, like, put hours and hours and hours into. Especially because those early Zelda games, like... How would you have known to blow a fucking whistle next to like a random pond? Right. It's like one of 300 screens. So it was like you could just play it forever and never beat it. Which yeah. is crazy to me because you don't have a Switch. No, I don't have a Switch. But okay. You, here's you, my thing about did, did Switches. Did you have a Wii U though? I did yes, have you This did. is exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. And I read an article that I was like, yes, finally someone is like saying what I feel that the Switch has been like a year too long spit in the face of everyone who purchased a Wii U. They're just re-releasing Wii U games as Switch games. <laughs> they are. That, so they that... don't have like there's like almost no other games. <laughs> so that that actually I wish this wasn't correct. And I bought Wii U early on because they were like, we're gonna do a new Zelda game for Wii U and it's gonna be amazing. And then it got delayed like three years. And then it was like, well, let's just put it out on the new thing. And I was like, fuck you guys. I'm not buying a new thing to play the game that I bought this thing for. You may be the only person that played the new Zelda on Wii U. I refused to play it on Switch. It's and good on both, though. I'll, I was like, if I buy another Nintendo system to play one Mario game and one Zelda game, like, I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so that Mario. So I'm paying t- essentially two hundred and fifty dollars each game. That's like how yeah, those consoles have play. come from me. Like GameCube, one Zelda game, one Mario game. <laughs> Maybe branch out into different Nintendo games though. So that so I don't like the my Nintendo game might games. help you. Did you see that they released the new Mario trilogy? That so that a big game. Oh, more old games. Great. That's what he was talking about. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Uh, Mario 64, Mario 3D, and Mario Galaxy. Mario Galaxy, yeah. Mario Sunshine, Mario 64. Yeah, Sunshine. Which, like, come on. Like, every other console just has, like, amazing news constantly. And that's the only news you're dropping in a year is, like, guess what? We're doing old shit. <laughs> old games are back. <laughs> Did you see old games? They're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's video game shit. This is the video game show, I guess. No! <laughs> it's not. This is the Comic Zone. Comic Zone. There we go. Okay. Uh, that's all I got for the news. Yeah. I think I was getting these books because they're really fun. Cool. All right. Let's. Podcast started. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
before we get things started, I want to give a quick shout out to a few new Patreon members that we just got. Uh, Tyler Young, thank you so much. Tim Bagshaw, thanks for being on the Patreon. Joe Renickley, I'm sorry if I mispronounce your last name. It's Greg Lichtai here, and that's my trademark, mispronouncing last names. Oliver Oshuna and Chris Leatherman, thank you so much for being on the Patreon. You, too, can have your name read live here on the First Issue Club. All you got to do is join the Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash firstissueclub. Subscribe for uh, a month, even if you want to do it for a month. It's $3.99, and you get to hear me, Budget King, Mike D, or Caitlin say your name to literally thousands of uh, foaming at the mouth, hungry for comic book <laughs> fans. Get in the comic zone. <laughs> All right. And first up, we have Cyberpunk, not the genre, the comic book, 2077, not 2099, on Dark Horse by Cullen Bunn and Miguel Vadrama. Pretty cool. We have a rule here. Yeah. On this podcast where typically we steer away from comic books that are A, based on movies, or B, based on video games. Yes. I'm glad we didn't use that rule for this comic book. If they are cash grab fodder, we try to do you, our fans, our audience people, a service Mm -hmm. by not covering that bullshit. Right. I looked at this in my shop on Wednesday, and I said, no, no fucking (laughs) way we're covering this comic book. Um, I've honestly read one good one in my entire life. It was um, Read Only Memories. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and here's my rule moving forward on these things. Never buy them unless you know who the author is and you already like them. That author was Senna Grace. Right. Which makes it awesome, but you're right. In general, and like your big event horizon, or sorry, uh, Zero, horizon Zero Dawn. There we go. <laughs> game I love. You did. You passed on that book, too. I actually, there was a free comic book day one. Yeah. And I was so excited for it. Hated it. Yeah. Video game comic books are bad. And movie comic books are are typically pretty bad, too. We covered John Wick, another Keanu Reeves property. Yes. Which was not good. But this Keanu Reeves. Does Keanu Reeves have anything to do with cyberpunk? So let's talk about that, though, for a minute. He's a character in the video game. He's not the main one. He's not the main one. He's like. Is that just because they couldn't pay him enough? Because why not just I go think it's because him? you No, because you create your own character in the his, video game. His likeness is in the video game. Though. Yeah. He's yeah. like a side character that helps you through this world. Okay. Yeah, and he's hot. Can you think about this, too? Like, well, he's, he's like hot. Like trending right now? Like trending, yes. Because he also well, has, he is attractive. He also has Berserker coming out and Bill and Ted's. But let's get back to Cyberpunk. 27-7. <laughs> uh, okay. Do, I don't know that we need a synopsis for this because the synopsis is the trailer for the video game. I would imagine the video game is going to do a bunch of different tropes of cyberpunk stuff, sure. which is um, VR, cybernetics, action, uh, noir stuff, using swords and like guns together, death as- sticks, assassin type of shit, and death one- sticks, <laughs> death sticks, mozzarella sticks. That's what they call cigarettes in uh, the future. <laughs> oh Don't you remember God. Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but one of them is that a lot of things are privatized, whether it be like medicine or body parts. I didn't know that that Only was fans. part of this. Of, of cyberpunk shit? Yeah, once we got into it, I didn't know much about the video game, but the whole like RoboCop-esque privatization of not only like police stuff, which is a pretty common trope, but like health too. Yeah. <laughs> that like the ambulance is like, I've hired a firm well, to like- and Come I, get me like an like an Uber. Exactly, because think about it. It's not that just the world has gone to privatization. It's that capitalism ran its course, and 
rich people just said, you know what, police are good, but I could purchase better police yeah. if I wanted to. And that seems like a future we could end up in. That's the beauty of cyberpunk, the genre. And the beauty or the horror? Exactly. Sorry. Yes. The critique. Yes. Yeah. And so in this world, we're following like the medics and then the people who guard the medics to go save people of the privatized situation. So you're dying in a situation in the both of the situations in the comic book, you're getting shot. You dial up the medics. The medics come with some people that also protect them and try to save you. The end. The end. <laughs> it's basically following the adventures of this young woman who is on the doctor team to go save people. Uh, and in her first go about, her, her entire team dies except for her. And are we led to believe that she's the cause that her team died because she wasted time or she just wasn't no i think she was like uber skilled and lucky so she was the sole survivor yeah okay and so then the big reveal of the comic which is amazing i loved that and and it really tied it together and sometimes we knock comic books for having ending on a big cliffhanger and being like oh fuck you this was a good cliffhanger this is good is that the the assassin that killed her whole team the first time the first time is now the one that has dialed her new team in to save him yeah and so uh moral conundrum do you save the guy that killed your friends well who's paying your bills Exactly. So here's the thing. You know how our critique for the John Wick was, John Wick, great movie, hyper-violent, hyper-stylized, did not translate into the comic book. Yes. This comic book, Cyberpunk 2077, very violent, very stylized, like 100% translated to what I think the video game will eventually be. And it paid off hugely for the fans. So can I, let me tell you about something then to see if you guys jive with this or not. Video games always have cutscenes and a lot of like words to read. Do you find yourself skipping through them? Yes. Never. This is a two-way street. This is very binary. There is the always skippers and there's the nevers. There's never the sometimes readers. I talk to every NPC (laughs) in every village and then I go back to them until they say like, that line they repeat that's like, I don't have anything more to say to you. Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, my God. I never want to watch you play video that's games. That's why it takes Mike D six years to play a game. So I skip straight through them, and this comic book is giving me what I think I'm missing. Because <laughs> I want that in a comic book form, not in a video game oh, form. okay. I was just about to say, you're an idiot then because you get it in video games. <laughs> in video games, I want the I want to be the person making the shit happen. Don't I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I'll rent a movie, thank you very much. But I know that I'm in the minority of this. But anyway, so I think that might be why it translates so well is that the story is going to be. So think about this, which is, I think, really cool. Cullen Bunn got tipped. I'm sure he got to play the game, That's, right? I'm wondering. Like he, he obviously got scripts cool. and shit. Like yeah. he obviously he, he definitely probably got scripts. Do you think for he, sure? He probably. I mean, he's probably getting it for free when it comes out. Yeah. Anyway, he knows he knows more about the world of cyberpunk than the average layman. He lives in Springfield. We just drive our ass down there, ask him about it, play video games with him. Yeah. Have a margarita. <laughs> Um, so I think that's cool I mean people now know about the video game story through this right I don't think anything else is leaked about the no I know there's been a lot of gameplay footage online but other than that I I didn't know anything about it really does it make you want to play the game yes yeah it has succeeded in that I, I was going to pitch to you guys that when it comes out we should live stream on the Patreon us playing okay 
That sounds very boring. But people like it. People, have you not heard of Twitch? People you, watch people play video people games watch all the watch. time. Yeah. I streamed myself. You got to do it naked, though. I, see, I streamed myself playing Mario 64 three years ago on Christmas Day yeah. at 120 viewers. Oh, my God. And you were sponsored by Sprite. <laughs> and it was active. It was fun as hell. I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so do we trust comic books based on video games and movies now? Or is it kind of that situation where, like, you got to see the creative team? Because wasn't the John Wick book by, like, somebody good? Jeff Lemire? No. 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 Don't do Oh, my God. Am I getting heckled in the comic zone? Don't do me wrong like that. What you're thinking is is that Jeff Lemire had a book named Berserker Unbound. Berserker Unbound. Sure, sure. No. Come on. No. Okay. No. All right. My mistake. <laughs> But we we love Cullen Bunn here in yeah in First Issue Club. Yep, did an interview with us. Is great at cons, great at writing comic books. Wrote a great video game comic book. Way to go, Cullen! You have yourself a margarita. Would you watch Cullen Bunn play this game? I would watch Cullen Bunn do anything. Oh wow! You know who wrote John Wick on Dynamite? If you say Jeff Lemire, I'm gonna heckle. Greg Pak wrote it. Ooh. Oh, wow. I know. Shocking. That really surprises me. Hmm. He's written some good comics. He has. All right. I think that's all we got to say about Cyberpunk is like, it's good. It's re- re- readable. You should read it. It's four issues and it's beautiful. The art, we didn't even say that. But the, the gore and the blood on this was just like, poof. Oh, so good. Yeah. We didn't mention either that a lot of the book is like a conversation while you're watching action unfold. And you realize midway through the comic book, the woman who was on the unit that got slayed is having her, like, psyche eval to figure out if she should be put back in the field or not. And so you've got this really great conversation about her saying, like, a job is a job. I just want to do my job and do what's best for the company. And then she gets put in this, like, insane moral conundrum to test that. So it was, like, a great lead-up to the stinger. Which is very noir of them to sure. do like Blade Runner esque. Yes. So yeah. It really yeah. added to it. I guess well we also need to say that this book also edible. I I forgot to say readable. Readable. Edible. And edible. So surprise. If you're hungry, eat it. Gobble this thing on down. Yeah. Take the staples out first. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take the staples out first and then chow down. We don't want any lie any health lies to people about things. Right. On this podcast. No fake news. Yeah. The, the president of the fucking United States of America can lie to you about health, but not the comic zone. Amen. <laughs> and next up, we have Ultraman making its debut on Marvel Comics by mainly Kyle Higgins <laughs> and Matt Groom, although there are about six other people. Half a dozen. <laughs> a baker's dozen of creators on this book. Yeah. A small carnival, a small town-sized carnival of people also writing this comic book. Mm-hmm. Before we even start, this comic book was like a full comic and then bonus stuff in the back. Yeah, it it felt like a what do you call those an a- annual a comic book an annual. It like turned into an annual after like it really did. half of it. Yeah, <laughs> it turned into an annual real quick. I'm gonna say it didn't need to be an annual. No, it certainly <laughs> didn't. Because I I think it ruined some of the book for me to be like 
a third of the way through it and then be like, there's so much more of this. Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, I was like, the dialogue's good, but if I don't keep reading this fast, I'm never going to get through this goddamn I'm book. I'm going to be late yeah. to record. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you're totally right. Do you guys know about Ultraman at all? So, I mean, Ultraman, I think I, I read the Wikipedia, you know. No oh, applause. that's great. Yeah, no, that's probably as good as information so, as we're going to get here. I think Ultraman started in the 60s. That is and correct. It, and yeah. it basically started this whole, not the kaiju phenomenon. That was Godzilla. But, I mean, like, Ultraman started, though, like, crazy what the Power Rangers were turned into. Greg, and Greg, all those. Greg, we are of one mind. Because I was going to say that Ultraman is like the thinking man's Godzilla, but the more mature Power Rangers. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're dead on. Like, it was created as this uh, alien being that has come to earth and with it alien monsters and it has to now protect its new home planet earth yes as a 164 foot <laughs> and person and and unfortunately ultraman like a lot of asian pop culture sometimes the iconography of it or like just the images will supersede the actual media itself yeah so ultraman itself very recognizable a lot of people just like know it when they see it may not really know that it was kind of original kaiju 1960s same with like evangelion or like mech stuff like they may not know the reference material but you can kind of see it and be like oh i i kind of know what that is that's a gundam (laughs) yeah ultraman i think has fans that are ravenous but they are old they 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 run the gamut of age but now they're mostly like our age and older yeah for sure yeah and so uh, a beloved commodity. And mm-hmm. then the person writing it wrote a pretty famed um, Power Rangers uh, run on IDW. So came over to Marvel. Seems like a perfect fit then. Yeah. This is probably a very uh, standard Ultraman storyline for anybody that read or knows anything about Ultraman. Uh, I'm assuming all three of us do not. I know 0%. <laughs> Mike no, D? Not a have not been a fan so there is like an elite squadron of kaiju hunters who uh discover a giant uh robot that's gonna essentially be something probably help them which is ultraman yes um i found it annoying that in some parts of the book there were certain words and phrases that were redacted yes you found it annoying i kind of thought it was fun i found it annoying it is annoying to for, read. For it's me in, as the reader, yeah. I would like to know what that is, please. <laughs> it is annoying. It's a ploy. But it was also kind of fun. Don't ploy me. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're basically finding out, which I think this is why I called it a thinking man's Godzilla, that like these... these, <laughs> these just imagine <laughs> Godzilla with like a little pipe. Just like... Ooh, I don't just battle other kaiju. <laughs> um, that this like kaiju hunting service or entity or whatever it is secret like ufo it's like hunters. the secret secret, secret service yeah or the fbi uh, yes. of kaiju hunting yes. or protecting of the earth um that their tech probably has some dubious orange origins or they maybe have some dubious uh nefarious connections there's a lot of allusions to the fact that they don't know how their own tech works right and they're hiring people to kind of figure that out and when they ask questions they're like don't worry about it. Just <laughs> shut fix the it. fuck up. <laughs> Just shoot the gun. Your job's to fix it. <laughs> Is it? I thought it was like alluring to that the monsters that they kill or capture, that's where their tech and stuff comes from. Like oh, they're I think taking parts out of those that has, monsters. That probably has to be correct, right? That'd be pretty. That's what I thought. Stan- well, standard fare. Too bad some of it's fucking redacted. We could have <laughs> just answered the questions on our own. 
It'll be fun to find out for sure. Yeah, Billy. <laughs> uh, Marvel doubled down on this book. They the really want release, they yeah. they really want Ultraman to be a to thing. be successful for them, and they they want the fan base at least to come over here. Right. They gave it an Alex Ross cover, yeah, which beautiful. was <laughs> one of a thousand covers <laughs> that were with this book. Oh yeah, there was an insane amount of yeah, and they and we mentioned this at the top. They made it an annual, so you get three other weird ass comics in here. One is like a Spider-Man noir kind of. Uh, I like that one. Yeah, uh, the bl- beginnings of the organization, right? Right. And then the other one is like a goofy kind of kid uh, comic that they said is actually published. Did you catch that? Yeah. Yeah, it's like published by the organization. I liked the, it a lot. It's yeah. like it's like if you join the organization, this is the pamphlet that's given to you of how to handle kaiju. Is that right. Right? Am I saying that right? Yes. Yeah. Kaiju? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it wasn't bad. It just was <laughs> too much, I guess. Yeah, it, was like, too mu- it felt yeah. like too much. One, if, if they do one of those like goofy ones an issue, that's fine. Right. I think they did like two there or three. three. They went all in this. Too many. <laughs> Too many in this issue. Yeah. But I, I will say this, too. Just like a video game book, this is an entity of which I know nothing about and would would have passed had I not been doing this show, but was very delightfully surprised and intrigued by the story. I found it captivating, actually. Yeah. The story was great. Um, it was easy enough to follow. A couple of words were blanked out. I don't know if you guys noticed that. <laughs> Again with the blanked out <laughs> words, Greg. Um, uh, but it's we have to be reminded that it's a secret organization. <laughs> how else do you do that? But I mean, how hard is it to reintroduce such an established entity to, you know, make sure that new fans and old fans are, you know, oh, both it's, it's got to be so hard. Yeah, uh, you're gonna piss off some old fans and. You're gonna confuse new fans with. We do it all the time. Every time we cover a book like this, we yeah get a little bit of comments online being like, uh, uh, uh. Thanks for that one star review, random mystery person. (laughs) (laughs) For getting something wrong, Uh, I think it's hard, and I love that Marvel did it, and they did it well. Yeah, I like that they made a woman the lead. The character's name is Ultra Man, so they were kind of stuck there. I don't think they could have like made the character a woman. Without, without yeah. just like starting a conversation without that comics gate just Marvel's, barreling down that like Marvel's all too familiar with, right? They've transposed a, a gender, um, but the the way they focused on like the brains of the operation being a woman, and then like the dumb buddy cop sort of character guy seems to be the one that's like psychically intermingled with Ultraman and is going to play like a larger part in this. Yeah. I'm assuming he's like becoming one with and becoming Ultraman. Well, they ET'd. They touched fingers. <laughs> and then there was an explosion and then we don't know what happened. And next. then Reese's pieces everywhere. <laughs> yeah, did you see inside the Marvel book that Karen Gillan is going to be doing a Warhammer Marvel book? I did see that, yeah. So Marvel's also going to take another beloved entity, Warhammer, probably the most famed tabletop game played forever. Now that they're Disney, they're like, we can just own all the nerd stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're just taking it all over. Yeah. And they're going to have to do well with that as well. I mean, that, that has, like, books and cons and shit. And like, Well, Frank Miller's doing a pet rock book. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that whole <laughs> sentence, I just was like, what? <laughs> oh, man, I kind of... Wish that was true, though. Mark Millar's writing Chia Head. 
<laughs> so anyway, Marvel's like taking other nerd shit, making it work, and they did make it work. It and if this is what Marvel has to do, if they are so big and they're gonna take something over, they have to do it right. Uh, we didn't note the theme today is uh, future properties and old properties. Yeah. And then current properties, first issue club, right? <laughs> and the com- and new properties, comic zone, comic zone, yeah, comic zone, get the zone, comic zone. Trademarked. All right, yeah, we did it on a nice first issue eve. We finally done a podcast about your favorite comic books, your first issues, and we invited you to be here today. Thanks, Budget King. That was lovely. <laughs> This has been another episode of First Issue Club. We are a proud member of the Fountain City Frequency family of podcasts. Our music is provided by Primary Color Music. We are recorded in KCUR Studios. You can find us, rate us, friend, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email, and your favorite listening platforms at First Issue Club, F-I-R-S-T.